Security can't solve crucial problems when they have to wade through thousands of alerts a day. With ServiceNow, you can easily prioritize and respond to your most crucial business threats. That way you can go from overwhelmed to under control. ServiceNow brings security, risk, and IT together on one platform. Learn more at securityweekly.com forward slash ServiceNow. When it comes to modernizing identity, Active Directory just makes everything harder, from managing access for contractors and departing employees to securing cloud apps and on-prem systems. Your company deserves better. Choose Okta, the modern identity platform that securely connects anyone that touches your organization to any technology they want to use. Okta reduces AD vulnerabilities, secures not only employees, but contractors and customers, simplifies domain consolidation, and reduces your attack surface. To learn more, visit securityweekly.com forward slash Okta. Well, welcome back, everyone, to Enterprise Security Weekly. Uh, just a quick announcement before we get started. RSA is coming up very soon. Securityweekly.com forward slash RSAC 2020. Uh, lots of things you can do on that website. One, you can save $150 off a pass to RSA. You can schedule time with us at RSA. Um, specifically, we are doing interviews where you get to describe the problem and solution if you work for a vendor in an interview with our experts. Um, and if you want to sponsor a show, we still have availability. Yes. So we're recording and broadcasting shows live from RSA. If you want to do uh, a sponsored segment on one of those shows, uh, please contact us, securityweekly.com forward slash RSAC 2020. Our guest for this segment, David Watt. Did I say that right? You did, correct. Okay. It sounds like a Chinese last name, but it's not. Um, <laughs> managed, <laughs> managed, meth, uh, managed Methods uh, is the company, and you are the chief revenue officer uh, with 20 years of experience in enterprise software. David, welcome to the program. Gentlemen, thanks for having me. Uh, glad to be here today. Fellow Coloradan. That's right. I'm not in Colorado. Otherwise, I could have gone up to your offices. You I go. could have been there with you in Boulder. But I'm in studio this week instead. I, that's right. I, I, I think you could have been here at our office. And instead, you're in the, the world headquarters there on the uh, other, other coast, the other side of the country. Yes. So uh, cybersecurity for K through 12 schools, is that what your company and your mission is focused on today? Yes, that's absolutely correct. We are focused for... K through 12 school districts around the country to help with the increasing threats that are facing them out there today. And education uh, is, is now adopting technology faster than ever before. And uh, I see it firsthand as a father uh, and as a husband, because my wife works in a school district right mm -hmm. here in Colorado. Uh, and I have a nine-year-old daughter and a 14-year-old son who have been on Chromebooks using Google since they were in kindergarten. And, and do, uh, now, do they have their own Instagram accounts and TikTok accounts? Absolutely not. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I, I feel I feel bad for my kids, and I'm going to have to be very uh, kind of careful how they do this, having their dad work in the cybersecurity industry. And uh, it's kind of funny whenever my 14-year-old, my any of his friends come in the house, we have a rule of thumb. It's my son doesn't have a phone yet. I, mm -hmm. My wife and I have kind of agreed that once he becomes a freshman, he gets a mobile phone. But when any of his friends come in the house, they know the rule of thumb. We have kind of a, a, a bin by the front door and they all have to put their devices in that bin because they know I'll, I'll bust them for doing something they're not supposed to. <laughs> That's yeah. really funny. 
See, and I thought I was a hard dad. Right. <laughs> I, I See, I, I, well, I follow my son on TikTok and Instagram as well as others. So there's multiple checks and balances. But I don't know if I'm more fearful. Actually, I'm more fearful for TikTok and Instagram than I am for my son. <laughs> I don't know if I'm protecting the providers for my son or my son from, from other things. I think it's both. But <laughs> Yeah, that's that could be a whole nother show, uh, right? Social social media security should be a whole nother show and topic. But uh, yes, yes. Uh, so it, it, to answer your question, yes, we are K through twelve cybersecurity. So, so uh, yeah. So do yeah. you have products, or do you help uh, the schools uh, adopt products and processes and training? We are a software company, so we're a software as a service. And uh, as you as you talked about in your previous segment, we were actually born out of that. Casby boom that mm -hmm. happened. So the company we got started in the, you know, got operations going in the summer of 14 and put our first product into the market in, um, uh, the spring of 2017. And, you know, as we were going through that journey, uh, we were one of the, you know, kind of outliers of the Casby market. Um, as you gentlemen well know, the Casby market really was focused on a, a proxy, agent kind of world where you had to shove everybody in through a uh, a one-size-fits-all bucket of a proxy endpoint agent gateway etc matt's a huge um, fan of that by i the way. love that technology <sighs> no i'm joking yeah, he, hates it. he gets up on his soapbox every time <laughs> uh well you'll, you'll you'll see us get riled up about it too we were <laughs> we were basically one of a handful of vendors that came into the casbeam market and said no there's there's different types of them. And we didn't necessarily adhere to the CASB rules. We basically came out as an API based solution and that's what we are. So we're a 100% software as a service API based uh, security platform. We just got bulked in by groups like Gartner and, and uh, 451 Research and IDC and others as you know, we kind of got shoved into that CASB bucket. So originally when we started the company, we weren't solely focused on K through 12. We serviced, um, everybody K through 12, higher ed, we had government customers, we had financial services companies, sports companies, uh, you know, we we're in all industries. But um, as we started to just identify and, and do more analysis on the market, we just saw this, this unmet opportunity in the K through 12 market. And, um, uh, you know, I believe that at some point, we'll, we'll, we'll expand into higher education, we have some higher education clientele right now. But the K through 12 market is in desperate need and uh we're we're serving that need and and we're growing rapidly uh in fact i'm i'm trying to get uh I, i'm we're hiring so if, nice. you're in, if you're looking for a sales position in in uh, uh cybersecurity industry uh reach out to managemethods.com so david we were having another discussion in the previous segment uh when john was actually dropping off but uh it's a very similar to the email protection we were talking about before where you have api hooks into either Google or, or Office 365 to provide various levels of protection and monitoring, right? Mm -hmm. what, what specifically, um, in, in each case, do you provide above and beyond what the providers offer in terms of security, visibility, and control? Uh, that, uh, Paul, that's a great question. Uh, well, you see, that's where you see the distinct difference in the K through 12 market versus the commercial market is the providers um, really don't provide anything. And it's, it's an interesting, 
it's an interesting situation because in the education market, K through 12, the two big guys there, Google and Microsoft, uh, especially Google, have uh, had a brilliant strategy and they've given K through 12 all this technology for free. So when you look at the K through 12 market right now, um, Google is the dominant player in terms of market share. Now they have greater than 60, 65% of the market share in K through 12 in North America and the statistics for Chromebooks being shipped worldwide into the education markets, not just in the United States, but everywhere are just off the charts. But, you know, going back to your question there, Paul, when you look at that, Microsoft, um, has great security components. Mm -hmm. um, they offer advanced persistent threat components. They have a, a cloud application security component. They have a lot of different, oh, they have many different layers of licensing depending on where you fall into their, their, their licensing model. But both Microsoft and Google do offer very good security and protection options, but it comes at a price and it comes at, at a learning curve. And one of the challenges right now that we saw and we're meeting this needs is most K through 12 organizations do not have very robust IT staffs mm -hmm. and even smaller, if at all, cybersecurity trained staff. They're trying to just simply support the needs of the district and keep the lights on and keep, um, you know, educational technology functions moving. Right. Now, in, with G Suite, uh, you know, I've been doing uh, IT and computer stuff basically my whole life. And when I tried to go in and apply policies inside of G Suite and understand how you might have profiles and policies, I was like, wow, that's a hot mess. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. Basically, that was I mean, my assumption and I abandoned it completely. <laughs> oh, yeah. I wanted to pull my hair out. Yeah, right. <laughs> you, you, guys, you guys see what happened to that. That's exactly it. Um, we... You know, we take an approach of we try to say, well, one of our taglines is, is we say cloud security made easy or, you know, cybersecurity for K through 12 made easy. And that has resonated so well with our customer base. And we have so many people tell us, oh, my gosh, you've this has been you know so good to work with because it's it's easy to deploy. It's easy to use, easy to maintain. That's exactly it. Yeah. I mean, you know, Google and Microsoft both require you have to really have extensive knowledge of the systems to apply the policies to whether it be DLP or threat protection or just general mm -hmm. uh, content. So they, there was a, there was a big need for it. And when we're trying to bring our experience in the commercial market space and apply that into the K through 12 world and, and then really customize it and make it education centric. Uh, and it's been a, a very successful uh, start to that process. So, yeah, so I've worked in, sorry, Matt, I've worked in education before and I'm familiar with COPA and FERPA. Um, how do you deal with the, the privacy, which is very different in an educational environment than most corporations? Absolutely. And that is one of the, the big things that's driving um, this, this movement now is that data privacy and student data privacy are becoming way more of a, of a concern than ever before, because, you know, you go back 10 years ago and everything was still on-premise systems. They could lock into data centers and protect behind legacy firewall concepts. And, and even then a lot of it was in filing cabinets or places that were under a physical lock and key. But um, today there is uh, 40 out of 50 States here in the U S have passed some form of uh, student data privacy or data privacy rules that protect the districts. And we, we help many districts meet those needs. So being that we're a 100% cloud-based solution, we work through APIs into Microsoft and Google uh, 
uh, where an OAuth token is granted to us. And we don't see any of the data. So what's nice is we're not, we're not hosting the data. We're not backing it up. We're not uh, copying, sharing it. We ourselves have gone through stringent um, compliance checks so that we meet FERPA and COPA mm -hmm. types of requirements. And so we've gone through various, uh, you know, various industry watchdog groups and industry um, bodies that do uh, analysis of us. So like, for example, I keep safe and, and the student data privacy pledge and the uh, student data privacy consortium, we are members of all those and we've gone through their certification processes. So that's uh, uh, something that's very near and dear to our hearts for sure. So if, if I were to describe kind of what you do, I think of this management console that sits outside of Google and, and Microsoft um, that makes it easy for IT staff probably um, because like you said, there's not a lot of security folks in these environments to actually configure and apply policies to help protect the data that's sitting in those platforms. Is that, is that an, a, a, a kind of an easy analogy discussion? Is that how you kind of work? Yeah, that, that's, that's a, a very, you know, I think good high level analogy. Absolutely. So the really tr that that kind of brings it together. You're dealing with a lot of school districts out there. And again, various sizes. We have customers as small as five, 600 students in a rural school. We have uh, school districts in large metropolitan areas that are, you know, upwards of 100, 150,000 students. And um, depending on the school, the, the one thing applies the same is just what you said there is that we bring a, a, a web-based console that allows them to create in a very easy to do manner uh, policies around data protection, DLP uh, and remediation control. So what we're bringing to the table is first and foremost, we bring unparalleled visibility into their Gmail, Google Drive, shared drives, Microsoft Exchange Online, OneDrive, SharePoint, depending on the school. We're giving them greater visibility into the data that's in there and how staff and students are interacting with that data and sharing files and emailing and uploading. And then we give them a easy to use console platform dashboard that allows them to set up policies and rules on how that data can be interacted with. We're also doing your traditional cybersecurity threat protection of, um, you know, we're looking for malware and phishing attempts that are coming in through either Gmail or uh, Exchange Online. Uh, we're, we're looking at how files are being shared. We're looking for inappropriate content when you're maybe dealing with student uh, situations. It's, it's just incredible the number of use cases that are out there today. And again, when we first kind of, came into the education market, we were servicing, um, you know, commercial customers, the challenges of cybersecurity in the commercial world almost seem easy compared to dealing with cybersecurity and cyber safety and compliance in the education world, because you're, you're having to bring in a whole new factor of dealing with student bodies and, and kids and their interaction with systems. So yes, you're right. It's, it's the, you, you gave a good, I think simple analogy to say we bring a uh, an outside console that allows these schools to then accomplish things much easier than if they were trying to do it through uh, the command line or the you know I was at a Microsoft education conference and many of the answers to a lot of the things were PowerShell 
and you <laughs> you look at some of these um, IT staffs at some of these schools and their eyeballs just kind of roll. But Google's getting to be just as bad where it's like, well, use use uh, you know an open source tool called Google Apps Manager and do it through the command line. So we're, we're giving them a, a much more streamlined approach to it. Plus, they don't have to go in and figure out the configuration in all these different services, right? Because you got configuration settings over on the Gmail side, then the Google Drive side. I mean, mm -hmm. it, it's not centralized in any really easy way, right? You, there's a lot of different places where configurations matter, and sometimes you'll miss it. We see this in cloud deployments all the time, right? There's so many different cloud services. All the configuration that has to happen to not keep your S3 bucket exposed, they exist in these large suites as well. And so mm -hmm. anything to do to kind of centralize that and, and make it easier to manage will help protect the environment. Absolutely. It, it is, a, you know, it is about all about first and foremost, let's make sure we're protecting the environment and we understand these things. Um, but it is also, like you said, there are so many different variables that are involved in this. Um, and, and you have to look at when you look at, uh, I'll give you an example, just, you know, right here in our home state of Colorado. There's roughly 175 public school districts in the state. But uh, as you know, being, you know, from Colorado, the bulk of the state population sits within the front range between Fort Collins and Colorado Springs with Denver in the middle. And so, you know, we have that same model. You look at around the United States, you look at Texas, you know, there's 1,200 public schools. When you look at, like, for example, just Colorado and Texas, less than 20% of the schools are greater than say 2000 students. So a lot of the school districts we service out there, they might only have an IT staff of one, two, three people. And those folks have in many cases come from the classroom side and they've moved into instructional technology and now they're responsible for all the IT. So they're not a G Suite or Microsoft certified admin. So they're just got the basic skills to manage and, and support and maintain it. So when you start talking about cybersecurity, it gets even more daunting. So exactly what you talked about when you're dealing with all the different variables that, you know, we're, your, your general audience, a lot of us that, you know, we, that you interview and we have these conversations, we, we get it. We understand it. Like, okay, this is great. But again, when we, we made that full pivot and saw what was happening in the K through 12 market space, we're like, wow, this is incredible. And Microsoft and Google, you know, the other thing too is they're they're coming in with these enterprise grade solutions that are very good products. When you get to Microsoft, you know, you know, E5, A5 level and their advanced security products, and then even Google Enterprise Editions, um, you know, advanced security controls. These are great for the dedicated, trained cybersecurity, you know, administrators in the commercial world. But you get into a K through 12 school district, very few. You know, sure, you get into the very large, big school districts. Yeah, they're going to have that kind of staff. But the bulk of it, you look at 80 plus percent of all school districts out there, it's too daunting for them. And they're just, they're overwhelmed. Yeah. Yep, very true. <clears throat> uh, so uh, let's Sorry, talk. I, I didn't no, have no, any good no, questions. No, any more questions? No, yeah. I so when I think about from a value proposition, I mean, obviously, ease of administration, uh, simplifying the security task. It just, uh, my guess is it's just making it easier for people who don't have the skill set to manage these environments. Is that, is that a good way to summarize it? That, yes, that's one of the many value propositions. It's, is, um, by bringing an easy to use platform, but with enterprise grade commercial type of, you know, 
pedigree, if you would, uh, we've packaged it into a platform that makes it very easy and efficient for the school district, not only to implement it and try it out and see how it works. We offer a free trial and, and allow them to quickly analyze what do they have? Because you think many of these districts out there have never had anything in place. Because if you kind of stop and look at it, the evolution of internet, cloud-based computing, you know, the education market kind of was the last to adopt it. You know, the commercial market was more on the cutting edge in some cases. But when you look at just say Google and Microsoft Office uh, 365, you're, you're the last really eight, eight to 10 years. I mean, Google, Google and Gmail and all that, you know, you're inside of a 10 year span. So um, a lot of them now it's, it's kind of catching up to them. So you're absolutely right. We, we give them something that's very uh, straightforward and easy to use, and they can get a lot of things accomplished with less, but also the architecture. When you think about many uh, legacy security approaches, you know, I'm going to go back to your favorite topic when we talk about CASB and proxies of the, the Gartner de defined box of a CASB, um, that there's no way that a school district is going to kind of deploy that. I mean, you know, the last thing they need to do is, you know, and the last thing this world needs is another endpoint agent that, uh, that that's got to be installed on somebody's laptop or machine or Chromebook and then tell them they've got to run your students or staff through this login. I mean, it's hard enough to implement those kinds of things in the commercial world, but you get into the education world and you're trying to, you know, cast a net around these things. Uh, it, it's, it's, it's just, it's daunting. It's crazy. And so where we've been received so well is being that we're a software as a service platform, all using APIs and a district, regardless of their size, if they're a small school or whether they're a gigantic school, they can deploy it instantaneously across their environment and then have that single kind of dashboard, if you would, to give them this visibility. And we support both Microsoft and uh, Google G Suite. We also support other file sharing apps like Box, Dropbox, Slack, because we every now and then we do come across those in the education market. Um, and it's interesting to see how Slack and some of those are coming into the education market by giving them just an easier way to do it. It's, it's been very, you know, very well received. And we saw that even in the commercial market with our commercial customers before we made the full pivot. Um, and it's just, it's, again, it's, it's amazing how so few a cybersecurity company out there is is really addressing purely the education market and understanding and it's it's exploding i mean you think about um for all of us you know yeah we, we might be like whoa you know technology and education because when we were growing up and going through schools there wasn't the technology that's there today but now within the past you know you know five to ten years more data has been created in school districts in the cloud than ever before in history because of the technology of Google and now Microsoft Office 365 in schools, one-to-one uh, -one computing. Uh, in, in my, again, when just in my own world, my kids have both been working on Chromebooks and doing things inside of Google Drive and Gmail since they were in kindergarten. So it's, it is now a new evolution, and it's, um, it's a, it, it is a, and in kind of, I don't want to say frightening because uh, I don't want to scare things off, but it is kind of daunting to look at some of the, the security challenges that are out there because education yeah, now David, is along those lines. Um, and I know you're focused on the cloud aspect of it, but uh -huh. my concern is Chrome OS because largely I don't see a lot being talked about in terms of the security of Chrome OS. 
the what happens if someone creates a new malware malware strain that is targeting Chrome OS? What defenses do we have? I've actually seen some articles of people that write entire blog posts and articles that say you don't have to worry about security if you're running Chrome OS. I'm like, wait, no, 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 that's that's not right. That's not right. <laughs> you know, so <laughs> yeah, that that you're you're kind of heading down another path too that we 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 talk about. So when you're when you look at you know, Chromium and then, you know, what's the underlier into Chrome OS, which obviously were all Linux kind of derivatives, uh, or at least that's kind of where they got their start. Yeah, that's a, that's become now the new, sort of the new battleground. And that's a mm -hmm. big hot topic right now, not just in education, but even in the commercial world, because Google has made a lot of strides in the past few years um, in terms of, you know, Chromebooks and how Google's now being used. I mean, our company, we run 100% on G Suite. Um, everybody's running, you know, we have a BYOD kind of any device you want. We mm -hmm. let people have the choice of it. Um, my entire sales and, uh, organization has Chromebooks. In fact, that one I think you have sitting there on your, your table. Mm -hmm. We have the Pixel Books. Um, and yeah, that, that is an area now that our R&D and, and, and Chief Technology Office are, are exploring is that's kind of our next kind of direction and we're looking at the roadmap is how do we extend our technology from the cloud into the Chrome area itself? And that's becoming a big increasing demand from uh, the K through 12 market is that how do we, we're securing what's going on when they come into the cloud. So we see everything that happens, you know, in this right. case in G Suite or Azure, but you're absolutely right. Chrome OS and the Chromebook side of things are kind of becoming a, a growing concern I don't necessarily have a, a great answer for you right now. That's an area that we're certainly exploring, but obviously Google keeps talking and, and is doing more and more to say, Hey, we're locking this down. But as you know, where there's a will, there's a way. Yeah. I mean, Microsoft said that too. Right. And even yeah. after their focus on security uh, came about, I mean, in a largely legacy code, and I get that there were very destructive worms that ran around, but we haven't seen, uh, at least I haven't. I mean, there probably are strains of malware that, that do focus on, on Chrome OS. But my concern is I don't see a lot of the research. So it was encouraging when you said, David, yes, we're working on, you know, researching. Uh, I, I think it should be both attack techniques and defensive techniques on that platform because I don't think it's undergone uh, a degree of scrutiny that Linux and Mac OS and other more popular operating systems are, are experiencing. Although, if you're telling me that... Um, like our school district and all these school districts across the, the U.S. primarily, I would imagine, are running on Chromebooks. That kind of scares me, especially oh, when yeah. we think about nation-state yeah. attacks and the prevalence of ransomware targeting municipalities. I don't want to give anyone ideas. If you're evil attackers listening, I know you listen too. Uh, but, <laughs> like but yeah, bringing this into mm -hmm. the education side and going after the students, that, that's a scary proposition. Yes. Oh. Yeah. Absolutely. I mean, it, it, unfortunately, K-12 uh, school districts, not just in the United States, but around the globe have now moved into the top five most targeted cyber yes. threats and cyber targets. Um, you know, Verizon, IBM, a variety of other groups that put out research reports each year. You know, in the last three years, the Verizon data breach reports, you know, education keeps moving up and it's been in the top five the last few years right up there with finance, retail, government. Why is that? Um, how many kids under the age of 18 have had their, you know, used their first name, last name, social security number, date of birth to apply mm -hmm. for a loan or a credit card. Mm -hmm. So it's this treasure trove of, 
uh, personal identifiable information that can be, you know, used for things. And, you know, obviously it's sad too, to see more and more, you know, ransomware attacks and other things. Uh, most recently there was that, you know, this incident in the state of Louisiana where almost they, they declared a state of emergency and pretty much statewide, they shut down the internet to all public school systems because it was, um, you know, threats and ransomware and attacks coming in. But when you come back to, you know, the scenario of Google and Microsoft and different things, you know, yeah, that is a, of a, of a big concern, both from a cybersecurity type of hack threat standpoint, but also, you know, the different types of cyber safety things where you're, you know, exposing school districts and children now to more areas of, you know, Hey, I've got this device in my hand, one-to-one, everything's being delivered through the, the Chromebook. It's a case where, like you said, what if there was this one mass bug or attack or malware that shuts everything down? Are these schools going to, are they going to come to a complete halt because they're delivering the entire day's lesson plan? Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, like I said, my son uh, in his level in junior high all day long, I mean, I could check at any given time, I can log into Google classroom and I can see, all of his schoolwork that he's working on because everything he does all day long comes through the Google classroom right. and it's through Google forms, Google docs or, or not working on. Yeah. It's amazing <laughs> that technology wipes away some of those things when, you know, I tell my parents, I don't have any homework, right? If my son who's like in middle school now too, right. Uh, in sixth grade goes, I don't have any homework. I'm like, Dude, I got the email from your teacher. I got Google Classroom. Like, you haven't completed these. Like, show me oh, you yeah. completed these assignments, right? Yeah. Uh, which yeah. I think is a, a, a valuable tool as long as you're – I firmly believe in open communications on mm-hmm. areas yeah, such absolutely. as how are we going to approach your assignments, right? Yeah. Am I going to manage all of your homework for you? No, but there is going to be a process for doing that that now involves technology. It's very much the same way when we control access to the Internet apps – devices and, and, yeah. and technology, mm-hmm. yep. right? Yes. Exactly right. You know, it's, so, you, you know, you gentlemen, um, you spend your days working with, uh, you know, what I kind of call the RSA black hat crowd, the commercial crowd. And it is, you know, it's, it is a new, you know, that's where our background comes from. And it is kind of a new, you know, a new adventure for us when I go to these conferences, events and large education conferences, and I give talks and, you know, I, I was at a, the, a big convention in, in Texas last week in Austin, which was their state. Um, it was called the Texas computer education association and roughly 8,000 or so attendees. And, and, um, you know, I gave a talk on cybersecurity and they had to move me into a bigger room and there was a hundred plus people standing room only kind of thing because it is such a hot topic. And so again, we are, we as a company, when we made the pivot to decide to be a hundred percent focused on the K through 12 market, it's a passion that drives us. Um, you know, we just yesterday had a very large school district, uh, uh, from here in the state of Colorado. That's one of our customers. They've been on the platform now going on three years. They, um, their chief technology officer came to present to our company to just thank us and tell us what you're doing is valuable and it's needed. And, and right now, we're one of the really only players outside of Google and Microsoft that are offering these types of security um, components. So, you know, it's, it is a different daily lingo in terms of talking about cyber attacks and cyber threats and, and when you get into say cyber safety, but what's, what's incredible is that again, the type of technology and the 
AI and machine learning algorithms that we're doing for data loss prevention and how we can apply those things to student safety and student harm and detect, you know, not just, hey, somebody's, you know, sharing a file that contains, you know, personal identifiable information or financial information. And are we supposed to be sharing that with that person and put that control in place to automatically correct that? But also the, when you get into the self-harm, threats to oneself, threats to the district, you know, things like suicide, bombs, you know, uh, bomb threats, you know, harm, bullying, that's just a whole new side of the cybersecurity world that, that is, I think, been not addressed enough. And we're starting to see that, that become more and more of a, um, a kind of a frontline concern. So the cybersecurity world in K through 12 is, a is, a is a growing space and we're excited to be there. And, and we just were excited for this opportunity too, to thank you to, to share that and let other people out there know that it's, it's there now, maybe, while I'd like to see as a parent, more vendors get into this space. Right. Uh, yeah. I, don't, I don't necessarily need to see more vendors come into our Agreed. space. <laughs> yeah. Got it. Um, well, David, thank you so much for appearing on Enterprise Security Weekly. Uh, folks that want to learn more, managedmethods.com. David, again, thank you so much. Paul, Matt, thank you. And with that, we'll take a short break. Come back with our sponsored interview from Extra Hop. Stay tuned.